Hello, my loves, on this day after Valentine's Day. Thank you for being here with us. It's an amazing moment at KZUM. It's our 45th birthday. Wow, 45 years old. Isn't that crazy? 45, I remember 45. 45 was a good year. It's going to be a good one for KZUM too. And if you'd like to give us a little birthday present, you know what to do. Uh, hop right over to kzum.org and uh, send us a happy birthday message along with a little donation. We'd love to hear from you. We are uh, always so glad to hear from you and especially on the occasion of this amazing historical moment, 45 years. You know, we started here on K9360 um, when KZUM was in its 29th year. 29. That seems like a long time ago. Uh, Both it does and it doesn't, right? Sometimes I think 29 was right last week and then... Sometimes I remember that it wasn't, but uh, one of the things that I thought might be fun and was a really fun suggestion from our brilliant general manager, Carrie, was to think back and share with you how this program came to be. K9360, right? A public affairs program about dog ownership, but more than that right? More than that. And uh, so while you're assembling all that you need to get in touch with us and share a little birthday love, um, give us a present, give yourself a present for having KZUM every day as a gift uh, to you in your listening ear. Let me see if I can go back. I I actually printed off my old programmer application, which has been archived on my computer um, since the day that I sent it off. And the program director, that was a few program directors ago, I think was a little skeptical about what I had proposed. Um, What I had in mind was correspondent with all the dog training classes I do in the community here. And um, sometimes people want just the technique and some people want to know why we do what we do and how our work with each individual dog helps us fit into a framework for a larger community where dog ownership is fun and enjoyable and safe and responsible. And that's what I had in mind. I thought, even if I don't spend the time talking about these things in my classes, maybe I could provide or discover a more community-based public forum to sound out these things together and that people who wanted to know could opt in and people who just wanted the mechanics could opt out and maybe see a reason to opt in later and give us a listen. So way back in 2006, I looked at the KZ 
UM programmer application that asked about the program idea and asked for specifics and details. So here's how I proposed Canine 360. I have in mind a weekly one-hour public affairs program called Canine 360. Centrally, the program would focus around increasing understanding of the changing role of dogs in the human family, including breeding, selection, responsible dog ownership, safety for dogs and kids, dog training, dog sports, canine law and public policy, changes in veterinary medicine and increased specialization and its effects, humane sheltering, dog rescue, breed-specific legislation and breed bans, dog bites and homeowners insurance, commercial breeders, the American Kennel Club and other registries, and so on. The format would lead in and out with doggy-themed music and include discussion and commentary, interviews, and when it's appropriate, listener call-in. The program began as a half an hour and has continued as half an hour. Uh, And it would seem that we have been able to, in 16 years, somehow get round to all of those themes and topics, including interviews with lots of experts on those themes and topics. And I'll, I'll say some more about that in just a minute. The second question on the programmer application asked that I consider what community needs this program would meet. Because as noted in the mission statement for the station, the goal is to increase ethnic and cultural awareness through diverse music, news, and public affairs programming. So I was trying to, excuse me, drive right up that public affairs alley by suggesting this, that humankind's oldest lasting relationship outside of our own species, and perhaps even within it, is with the dog. It seems that dogs have always been there beside us, woven into the fabric of our history and cultural and culture more often than we are aware. Dogs play an extremely significant role in the lives of many in our community, and people own dogs for a variety of reasons. They love animals. They enjoy physical activity with the dogs, such as playing ball or going for walks. They enjoy giving and receiving attention and unconditional love. Research indicates that pet ownership positively impacts our lives. It reduces stress and depression. It shortens recovery time after hospitalization. And it can improve concentration and mental attitude. But, or moreover, according to the American Pet Products Manufacturers Association, Americans own more pets than ever before, with 65 million dogs as of 2006. Hmm, I wonder if I went out and checked that number, how it's changed. 62% of all households in the United States now own a pet. In fact, there are more pets than people in the United States. American spending on pets has doubled in the past 10 years. Annual sales in pet products at $31 billion, more than the human toy industry, which was just $20.3 billion in 2006 and more than the candy industry, which was $24 billion in 2006. So 
Clearly, dogs are an important part of our society and many value their companionship. As with any animal, there are standards of care and welfare that need to be articulated and debated. The views and concerns of non-dog owners, neighbors, and other members of the community, like business owners, must also be considered. This program, I propose, will consider the ways in which responsible dog ownership means accepting full responsibility for our dogs in terms of their needs, as well as exploring the evolving standards for dog management that are expected by the community. So it seemed to me this was specifically a community conversation and that there was no better place to have it than Lincoln's community radio station. In my effort to be persuasive, right? Um, at the time, I had no specific broadcasting experience, but I had been training dogs and teaching people to train their dogs since 1985, offering classes for local and regional clubs, in private settings, and in veterinary clinics. And at the time, I was teaching kindergarten puppy classes at the Capital Humane Society and uh, providing behavior services for a couple of local veterinary clinics. It sometimes seemed like I was running a behavior hotline out of my home. I took a lot of phone calls. Um, but in addition, I was teaching, and still am, professional communications at the university level. And uh, prior to COVID, I was a free, frequent public speaker on issues related to language, dog ownership, and public policy. So as a professional educator with extensive experience as a dog trainer, I felt well qualified to provide advice or instruction for children and families, again, in the interest of public health and community service, right? And volunteering as a programmer here at KZUM has been a super meaningful community service. It's... It, um, an amazing kind of, of volunteer gig um, done in the name of helping and supporting the community, of connecting with you as a listener and a dog owner or even a non-dog owner, right? Because we're all paying attention, I think, if we listen to KZUM and... Uh, the idea that this has been around for 45 years in all of its brilliant, beautiful diversity of programming and voices, it's, ama it's a just an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. And birthday fun drives are especially fun. There's a really cool kind of buzz and an energy here in and around the studio spaces all hands on deck, everybody's smiling. Um, they're glad to hear from you when you call. Delighted to see your name show up on the website as you continue to share the appreciation right back at us uh, and help us celebrate such an amazing birthday. Okay, back to our origin story, if you will. So, I sent off that application and I didn't hear anything for a while. I was a little skeptical about whether or not or whether or not it was 
being read the way I intended or uh, how it might be received. And I did have to laugh because the then program director, who I will not name, (laughs) um, sent me back a message that was essentially, bring me the broomstick of the Wicked Witch of the West and I will grant your wish. He wanted 32 weeks of specific programming ideas. Great. Hold my beer, as the kids like to say, right? So I typed out 32 weeks of programming ideas. And I'm going to run through, not the whole list, but I'll hit some highlights here. Uh, Some things I was a little more ambitious about, not knowing at that point if my reach would exceed my grasp or what might actually be possible with the uh, technology of KZUM at the time when we were on the 10th floor of the terminal building and uh, not everything was computerized. In fact, there wasn't a computer in the studio then. And so it was a little bit more hands-on, not so no, none of the uh, digital advantages that we have now. Um, but I started out with proposing an overview of dog ownership in Lincoln. We did have some statistics from animal control. Um, and I did have a brief uh, interview with a representative from the Capital Humane Society who is long gone by by now, but uh, was able to come in and talk a little bit about that. The second program, we asked, what does a trained dog look like? And I was able to have Margot Woods as a guest on the program. May she rest in peace. Margot traveled the country teaching trainers how to design, develop, and deliver dog training programs that get real results. And she shared with us what a dog can and should learn in eight weeks, what an owner should learn, and what we can and should expect a trained dog to be and to do. Then we started, uh, oh, what did I do next? In the next few weeks, uh, we talked with, uh, I had some tips from Babette Haggerty Brennan, in a review of a book by her father, Captain A.J. Haggerty, uh, how to get your dog into show business, right? How to teach tricks, how to find agents. Um, I think I got a little input there from professional trainer and animal acting agent Don Wolf, who was at the time running an agency in New Jersey. She has since relocated to Sarasota. Florida. Uh, we talked to Pat Perkins, Dr. Pat Perkins, holistic veterinarian, now retired, but formerly of canine performance medicine. Dr. Perkins was is board certified in veterinary chiropractics and acupuncture and provides provided alternative and complementary therapies along with traditional veterinary medicine to the canine athletes in her care. That was super fun to have Pat as a guest on the program. There was a program back then 
in those early weeks and months called Needs Room to Run as a Question. And it was a discussion of the pros and cons of Lincoln's city dog runs, uh, a topic that we have visited and revisited several times in the ensuing 16 years. Um, One of my more memorable programs in those early days, titled Never Trust a Skinny Cook, provided tips on finding a dog trainer who could get real results. And I think that was the first time we talked here about dog training as an unregulated industry, which means we all need to be smart consumers of training services. And I had on the air as a guest, Martin Dealey, founder of the International Association of Canine Professionals. Martin has since passed away. He was there with advice and suggestions for getting the most out of the trainer and the class experience. And a program that was especially memorable because I was by myself in the studio just a few weeks in. The training programs were a little bit more hit and miss for programmers back then, not quite as comprehensive as they are now. And I had Martin on the phone and I could get Martin on the air or I could get myself on the air, but I could not get Martin and I on the air at the same time. And when Martin was on the air, I could not hear him through my headphones. And I had some feedback later from my husband and other people who were listening to the program about some of the things that Martin was saying that might not have been (laughs) exactly ready for prime time. He was as frustrated as I was. And um, we'll chalk it up to um, a learning curve and maybe suggest that part of the charm of community radio are those bumps and bruises um, that we share. We try not to, but uh, sometimes I tell you, it was for a while after that particular program, the sound of the theme song, which back then was Dixie the Tiny Dog, um, gave me an anxiety attack. (laughs) So... We persevered. Here we are, 16 years later. But it's been a ride. Uh, Let's see, what else did we talk about? Let me find... um, Oh, we had a program called A Dog for the Kids and Other Fictions. Uh, For many people, a dog is the final brushstroke on the portrait of the perfect family. But is there such a thing as a dog for the kids? Do dogs teach responsibility or is that still a parent's job. We had some tips for adding a dog to the family and preventing problems, including dog bites. Uh, One fun episode of the program we uh, titled, We Don't Give Him People Food, was an update on a pet food recall, along with the latest information on canine nutrition, supplements, and treats from both Dr. Lisa Carr, who went on to direct the Companion Animal Program at UNL. She's still there. And Karen Nelson, who owns up uh, Nellie's Pet Snacks here in Lincoln. 
I had a program that included an interview with Heather Houlihan, who was at the time the training director of the Allegheny Mountain Search and Rescue in Pennsylvania. Um, she provided an amazing overview on uh, the talented trainers who do search and rescue on a local level. That was uh, super fun. Uh, let's see. Oh, I had a, a program called The Truth About Cats and Dogs. That was a long time ago. My goodness. And uh, we had feline expert veterinarian Dr. Becky Arnold chat with us about about cat owners who might be wanting to add a dog or dog owners who might, might want to be adding a cat. And she provided some really fun perspectives on successful integration of the species from the cat's point of view. Uh, that was fun. Um, I spoke with, now I'm not going to remember his name, a fellow who had a research online research project about how your dog knows when you're coming home. Um, I also had interviews with authors and trainers such as Kate Baisdow, um, Coralie Burmeister. Uh, I had local folks in, Mike Anderson when he still owned Driftwood Kennels, um, Hank Cherney, veterinarian at Antelope Creek. Um, goodness, it's just been a cavalcade of stars as we like to say. And a super fun, super fun to come up with challenges of finding people to talk to. I did have Jonathan, it's not in my notes. The, the guy who played Timmy to Lassie was a guest on the program. That was amazingly fun to hear him tell stories about what it was like to be a child actor and act opposite Lassie himself, right? Because Lassie was a himself kind of dog. Um, oh my goodness, we talked to George Hobson of Eastwood Kennels on gun dog basics, pointers versus retrievers, upland dogs versus water dogs, and why it's okay to let your hunting dog sleep on the couch. Uh, we talked about electronic dog training, from invisible fencing to basic obedience, the hottest, ooh, bad pun, canine accessory these days would seem to be an electronic collar. And uh, I talked to several trainers asking, is remote collar training the next big thing and in 16 years we sure have seen that um, that explode I talked to a local person puppy raiser for canine companions for independence Stacy Griffin uh, canine companions for independence is a national organization that trains and places service dogs for people with disabilities other than blindness we also had Brian and Luella Johnson in the studio several times talking about the service dog they have and the work they do to raise awareness and raise money for um, Guide Dogs for America, which is a full service service uh, training 
sorry, service dog training program that provides all of the service dogs to their clients at no charge to the client, which I think is a great business model. Um, let's see. We talked about designer dogs, uh, Labradoodles, Puggles, Border Jacks, and Peekapoos. What makes a breed a breed and why the fascination with these dogs? Why would folks pay top dollar for these so-called designer mixed breeds when the shelter kennels are full? We still don't know the answer to that question, right? Um, but these are community conversations happening here on your community radio station for 16 years, 16 years out of KZUM's 45 amazing, amazing years. 89.3 FM on your radio dial. And now, of course, www.kzum.org where you can hop right on over and give us a little birthday gift uh, for being here, for hanging in. This year's uh, t-shirt is really cool. It's a long sleeve t-shirt. I want one and I know how to get it. Uh, same way you're going to get it. Uh, make a little gift, make a little pledge and uh, hang with us, right? Celebrate all year long the amazing gifts that come every single day from us to you. The music, the programming, the diversity of voices, things that you can't hear anywhere else, you can hear on KZUM. And it just keeps getting better, right? With every birthday. With every birthday, we can say the best is truly yet to come. On KZUM, on community radio, community conversations with you, with us, with everybody. Wow, what a ride. Thanks for being here with me today for just a little teeny sliver of the birthday cake that is 2023 and KZUM. Stick around. The celebration is coming right up, but really and truly the celebration continues and continues and continues. All of us together lighting the candle, having a slice of cake, singing the songs. I was going to say something about balloons, but I don't think I'm going to. I'll leave that to somebody who's braver than me. Meanwhile, make your pledge. Give us a gift. We'll keep giving back. And we'll be right back here with you next week on K9360 and KZUM, the coolest radio station in the world. See you soon. <laughs>